0: Hi folks, Nathan Pierce here with Family Protection Ministries. It is August 30th and uh, we are excited to uh, give you some updates on some things and uh, also especially excited that we are nearing the end of the legislative uh, cycle for this year. Um, The legislature is coming up on the end of their deadlines. Uh, There is a deadline this week and there is a deadline in two weeks from now. The deadline this week is for the fiscal committees and the deadline next, uh, in two weeks from now, is the last uh, deadline for legislation this year, which is something I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, in between now and then, there's going to be some some craziness going on at the Capitol, so you'll want to keep in touch uh, with all that's going on there. Uh, today, we're also going to be talking a little bit about a uh, video clip with uh, Matt Walsh talking about Staying and fighting in California. We're going to talk a little bit about a school that is helping to transition children behind the back of parents and settling with the mother in one particular case. Uh, another issue that we're going to be mentioning briefly is a uh, former state legislature legislator that has been convicted of a number of crimes and is going to prison. So uh, all that we're going to discuss in just a minute welcome to the front line with FPM where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce, and thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on the front line. So today we have um, just an update on legislative deadlines. The first item that I wanted to clarify for you today is that we have uh, two general types of committees here in the state legislature. One is the policy committees, and there are a lot of policy committees. You have the education committee, that's a policy committee. You have the, the agriculture committee, that's a policy committee. You have the, the business review Committees, that's, those are policy committees. You have uh, health and safety committees. You have uh, the judiciary committees. You have um, public safety committees. These are all policy committees. And a policy committee is where it is decided by state officials, state legislators, your elected officials that you elected from your local area to send up to Sacramento to make laws. These legislators are on committees to decide what policies we want to adopt in California? What what is our view on these policies? And what kind of laws do we want to pass in California? Then, after a bill goes through those policy committees, and it is, if they come out the other side of those committees, if they get passed, that is, then that means that those committees decided this is the kind of policy we want in California. This is what California stands for. This is what our position is on this kind of law, and we like this. This is good law. Now, there's another kind of committee, and that is the fiscal committees or the appropriations committees. And both houses have these, the California State Senate, California Assembly have policy committees and fiscal committees. These fiscal committees known as appropriations committees are where they they don't discuss typically what is good law in California. They discuss how are we going to pay for this new law? They are looking at how much money the state brings in. They're looking at the state budget. They're looking about the laws in terms of how much is it going to cost us to adopt this new policy. They're not so much interested in whether this is good policy or wrong policy or stupid policy. They're just looking at how much is it going to cost and can we pay for it? And really, they're, they're really more... Um, interested in uh, what? how do we categorize these these different bills and how do we prioritize them? Because they're not looking at, do we want this bill to become law? Do we want to implement this? They've already decided that in the policy committee. They already know they want these, these bills to become law. However, they've got a little problem of, we don't have the funds for it, perhaps. Now, or we have limited funds, but unlimited wants as we discuss in in our economics class. We have unlimited wants, but limited funds. So in this case, the Appropriations Committee is where they make these decisions about how they're going to spend the limited amount of funds that they have. So looking at all the piles of legislation that gets out of policy committees, whether it's good legislation or bad legislation from my point of view, it's now in another committee where those bills could die. And as I always like to remind people, everywhere in the legislative process, there's opportunities for bills to die. And that's almost always a good thing, right? We always are looking for ways for bills to die because almost always bills ought to die because they are almost always bad. So here in California, the Appropriations Committee is a place for a bill to die, not because they disagree with the policy, but because they don't have the money to pass it, to implement it, to make this bill actually work, in, uh, work itself out as a part of government. So when you look at, uh, for example, mandatory kindergarten, that concept has been passed out of policy committees many, many times over the last 40 years. However, it's gotten stuck in in fiscal committees many times because it costs so much money to add a whole bunch more students to the school system in California. So that's one example of a bill that dies frequently in the Appropriations Committee. Now, this year, uh, it is a candidate for that again because we have a mandatory kindergarten bill that is sitting in one of these fiscal committees right now. Senate Bill 767 is a bill that mandates kindergarten for anybody going into public school. We got language to exempt all private school students, including private homeschool students. However, for public school students, this bill, SB 262, would require kids to attend kindergarten prior to the first grade. That's not currently law in California. A lot of people don't actually realize that, but kindergarten is not mandatory here. So... Um, we actually have the freedom to to choose and whether we want our kids to attend kindergarten or not. And so this bill, SB 262, would require an additional number of kids to attend kindergarten if they're not already. Uh, And because that's a new requirement of adding more kids into the public school system, it's going to increase cost. And that cost is significant. So that's why this bill is currently stuck in the appropriations committee. So That's an example. Another example would be um, another bill, AB 1057, which is a bill that requires uh, for every child born in the state of California, a social worker be assigned to that child, and then make a visit to that child's home to help be a parent instructor at that child's home and to check up on the baby. Now, this is also going to create a a massive amount of cost for the state of california because where are you going to find a whole bunch of new social workers to go do all these home visits for people that there aren't any necessarily any, any issues with people that are just having a baby and Now, all of a sudden, they need a social worker. Well, that's kind of outside the realm of what normally social workers do in California. Usually, social workers follow up on issues where there's been a report of some kind of problem, right? Well, in this case, we're not talking about that. We're talking about bringing in a whole new realm of work for social workers, and that would lead to a mass mass new uh, ballooning of the agency where social workers... Um, are based. And so you would have to hire a whole bunch of new social workers, which means you have to train a whole bunch of new social workers, and you have to have the administration to be uh, running them. So uh, major cost there. And uh, so that's another example of a bill that's currently in the uh, appropriations committees waiting to get out. Now, the deadline for that is September 1st. And if bills don't make it out of the appropriations committees on September 1st, then they they will either wait for next year or they will eventually die. So um, either one of those is fine by me. And uh, we look forward to lots of bills stop being stopped in this committee this year. And um, with uh, God's help, we will see that happen. So you can be praying for that. Pray for bills to get held in committee and to not pass out of committee. Uh, the committee hearing for these is kind of a an odd situation. They call it a hearing. It's uh, something where um, a bunch of people gather in a room. Somebody reads off a list of all the bills that made it out and explains the bills that didn't make it out of committee, which means that they are stuck in committee still, continuing into next year. Um, So what that means is it's really less of a hearing and more of a telling, because what they're doing is they're just announcing by reading off of a list. They're just announcing what they've already decided behind closed doors so it's not a hearing it's telling but they call it a hearing so it's kind of awkward because usually a hearing is when they hear from the public and from uh, organizations like us about the impact of a bill why it's not good why it is good why we should or should not pass it but in this situation it's not a real true hearing it's actually a telling so um that's that's what's going on in the appropriations committees uh this week and so we ask for your prayers on that um Next next up, we've got this video uh, from a a conference where a young man from California is talking about what he should do, what what he's asking Matt Walsh a question, actually, about uh, what he thinks of people in California. Let's go ahead and watch that. My question to you is, what what do you say to to people like me, to people like everyone in this room, you know, young Californian conservatives who are stuck in the liberal hellhole? What do we do? Because I was listening to your show the other day and you were saying uh, you're from the Northeast. You know, it's pretty blue over there, but you don't want to give up where you're from. You don't want to give up where your family's at, where you grew up, your childhood home. I mean, I was born here. My parents were born here. I mean, this California is where I'm from. I want to dig my heels in and fight. I don't want to give it up. I don't want to give up Silicon Valley. I don't want to give up the agricultural center of America. California is America. There's so much that happens here. I don't want us to cede this to them. I don't want to give this up. This is my land. This is where I'm from. I want to... I want to fight for it. What do you say to me besides move away, run away, give it up? It's hopeless. I'd say if that's, if that's what you feel called to do, then I think it's incredibly noble and brave, and you should do exactly that. Uh, now, as someone who doesn't live in California, I'm not from here, I, I confess that sometimes I do have the attitude of, you know, if you guys want to go do your own thing, that's fine. <laughs> so so Matt Walsh confesses that he, he sometimes has that attitude of, well, it's California, let them go their own way. Um, and I... I can understand uh, being outside the state. You might feel that way sometimes, but there's there's a lot of people in California that don't agree with what people typically hear about when they hear about oh, California's done this other new crazy thing, you know. And and, and there's a lot of those things. I, I I live in it right here in Sacramento, so it's it's um it's it's not lost on us that that there's crazy stuff happening in California. We know that it's there. Um, but at the same time, I really appreciated Matt Walsh's comments. He said, um, incredibly noble and brave to, to stick it out and to continue to fight for freedom here in California. Um, and I, 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 applaud Matt Walsh for saying that because I think we need more people to say that, to say that it's worthwhile to do that. It is noble. It is, uh, brave and it is the right thing to do to, to stand up for freedom and to fight for it. And um, I appreciate this young man who who is interested in protecting freedom in California and defending uh, our rights in California, just like other people are passionate about defending rights in other places in the United States and around the world. We can do the same thing here in California, and it is making a difference. So um, we can we can appreciate that. And we should continue to learn from people like this and be encouraged by one another as we continue to fight. freedom next uh, story I'm going to mention is let's look at this school situation a public school down in Southern California and this is um, this is a a California school district that allowed a a student not just allowed but sort of encouraged this uh, social transition of this girl 11 year old girl was who was told by her school this is in the Spreckles Union School District um, in Monterey County. Um, she was uh, set, uh, told by her school that she might be upset uh, since she she didn't know who she truly was inside. And this is um, from Fox News. It was on National Fox News uh, yesterday. And uh, um, according to Fox News, the school... Uh, Allowed her to use the boys' restroom, um, use male pronouns to refer to her, and was socially transitioned away from her biological gender. Ultimately, um, this uh, mother sued the school. The school settled with the mother for a hundred thousand dollars, and um, the daughter has uh, voluntarily gone back to uh, being known as as a girl. And so. Um, I think it's it's worth noting that this is in the news, and I, I'm proud of this, this mother that's standing up for her daughter. And I'm also encouraged to see that the school is being held accountable, at least somewhat, here in this situation. Um, probably not as much as they should have been, uh, because this is very wrong that they would go behind a parent's back to do this. But this is happening all over, as we know, and we need to be holding these schools accountable and I hope that you can be encouraged by this story that, um, that this, this situation uh, occurred and was fought against and the school was held accountable. So, so that's, good. Um, that's good that that happened, at least to the degree that it did. Uh, next, um, uh, Mr. Mark Ridley Thomas was sentenced to 42 months in prison. Now, this gentleman, uh, Mark Ridley Thomas, was a former assembly member and state senator here in California. He was an L.A. councilman, uh, and uh, he was found guilty of... um, He's he's been at the center of numbers of controversies over the years, but um, according to the California Globe, he was... um, uh, Let's see. He was sentenced um, in... um, Let's see, the, the uh, judge, uh, U.S. District Judge Dale Fisher sentenced him to 42 months in prison over four counts of honest services wire fraud and one count each of honest services mail fraud, bribery, and conspiracy. Now, a number of these uh, issues come out of the misuse of funds coming from his campaign uh, his campaign funds where he distributed them and um, it was inappropriate use of these funds and some uh, covering up of how those funds were used. So this is an is- issue that um, comes up from time to time with uh, government officials uh, basically defrauding the people that donated money to their campaigns. and. Um, I bring this up uh, because, th- for two reasons. One is to remind people that they're th- not that you need to be reminded of this, but in certain parts of politics, there's there's sort of just nasty stuff that happens all over the place, and this is no exception to that. Obviously, that there's 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 fraud, there's um, embezzlement, there's all kinds of different ways that politicians um, try to get around the law. Sometimes they're caught. Um, uh, but politics is a yucky kind of a uh, area uh, in our in our state and in the world today. It's tainted by sin, and we need to remember that uh, all of these people, um, regardless of of what parts of this they may have been sucked into, with regard to to politics being a yucky business, um, sin is in the world and. Um, we know that um, that sin is not going to triumph in the end that ultimately we have all these bills that come up in sacramento we have legislators that go off and do things that are illegal and they get in trouble sometimes uh this is this is a symptom of something that's deeper that's in our society because of the fall and sin that's in all of us and each one of us politician or not we need the gospel. We need the the grace of God. And so I wanted to, to bring this up to remind all of us that every one of these legislators needs the gospel. Every one of them needs God's love and grace. And every one of them is our neighbor. Um, and Jesus called us to love our neighbor. And he didn't say love our neighbor except for politicians. And that's something that's easy for us to forget. And so I would call each of us to uh, a renewed um, change of our mindset to love our neighbor, including our politicians, even when they don't seem lovable, uh, because they need God's love first and foremost, just like each of us do. So um, when you consider those around you, whether it's uh, your physical next door neighbor or whether it's your politicians that represent you at the local, state, or federal level, I would encourage you to be praying for those leaders as God has commanded us to do. So um, with that, uh, I hope that you will have a good week and be praying for our legislature as they finish up going through. There will be hundreds of bills on the table this next week and and a half, two weeks. So uh, be praying for the decisions that our leaders make and uh, be praying for their salvation because they need it just as much as you and I. That's it for today, Um, we'll see you again next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Front Line with FPM. For more information about the topics we discuss here, check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.